Wow, listeners, this interview with Ina is on fire. I am so excited for you to experience all of the medicine that she is sharing and the bold stories and discussions that we talk about in this episode is a can't miss, especially if you identify with the word entrepreneur, visionary, change maker, all those words, one of those words, any of those words, this is an episode for you. Ina is jazzed about helping others start and grow their business using social media, something that many entrepreneurs aren't very excited about. She's a real estate investor and is passionate about helping entrepreneurs to attract their dream clients and investors with their content. Let me know how you love this episode because I know you will. The best gift you can ever give me is to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. If you are listening on Apple, leaving a review is super, super easy. All you have to do is one, subscribe, go to your library, Click Femboldened, scroll down to the place where it says ratings and reviews, drop the five stars, and write everything you love about these episodes and Femboldened itself. And as always, I am 100% open and really excited for any feedback that you have. And you can reach me directly at angelica at angelicapascone.com. Without further ado, let's hear it for Ina. Welcome to Femboldened, a podcast where inspiration meets aligned action, where science meets spirit, and where you've landed to enliven the bold within you. I'm your host, Angelica Pascone, women's empowerment coach, specializing in helping heart-centered, high achievers like you shatter their personal and professional self-built glass ceilings. Get ready to awaken to your truest potential as we dive deep into the emboldened stories, wisdom, and medicine of our fellow sisters to energize you into living your bold. The question is, are you ready? Let's get started. Welcome, Femboldeners, to today's episode. I am so grateful to have Ina Bakalova with me. She has been a dear soul sister for the past five months, but it's felt like an eternity. Ina, how are you today? I am wonderful. Thank you. And thanks for having me on Jelly. I'm so excited to speak with you and your listeners. Pleasure is all mine. So we, and by we, I mean me and my, <laughs> my, my guests on this, on this podcast, I, we go deep. And so I always like to follow up my question of how are you with what's alive for you? What sorts of things are shifting in your consciousness and in your awareness today in this moment? Mm, Lots of things. I feel like lots of things are constantly shifting within me. Um, I guess recently it's been a lot of like internal growth to do with my business and um, which direction I want to take it in. So I'd say right now, that's kind of how I'm feeling. Um, a lot of changes are going on. And even though I feel like you can't quite see that, you can't really see the results in my business and my income and all of that yet. I feel like I'm laying the groundwork and I can just feel like I'm on like a tipping point um, before things get really great. Um, So yeah, that's where I'm at. I resonate so much with that. There's, there's definitely a labor of love when it comes to be an entrepreneur that a lot of people don't recognize and don't see. And it's something I've been reflect. I actually reflected on yesterday is how, you know, when you're in the nine to five, you think how great would it be to be my own boss? And Mm -hmm. it is, it's wonderful, but holy crap, is it such a self growth? Like I said, labor of love. And it's really leaning into that self-trust and the mission that is guiding you rather than focusing on the uncertainty. And it's almost Mm -hmm. like for some reason, as you were speaking, I got a vision of planting potatoes (laughs) and it's sort of like, you know, you plant the seeds and then you expect them to grow rather than Mm -hmm. hoping that they will grow. And you don't, one of my favorite mentors and her name is escaping me and I feel so, so badly about it. But um, she had said, you know, 
manifesting and, and honing in on your, but honing in on your mission is a lot like growing a potato and you don't Mm -hmm. dig up the potato seeds and say, where the fuck are you potato? (laughs) You just know that it's going to grow at some point, as long as you continue to nurture it and, and follow its cues for what it needs. So that was a long drawn out. (laughs) kind of Yeah. No, I love that. And you know what? Whoever's listening, um, just like believe this because I feel like when you start off um, like going solo, doing your own thing, following your own path, you hear all of these things and they almost sound like cliches, right? Mm -hmm. Like trust the process and have faith. And when I heard about them, I was literally like, oh, that's just so cliche. And that's all I thought. And I didn't actually believe that. But now I'm in it. I'm like, oh, that stuff was true. Like, you just have to trust that the potato is going to grow and that things are going to work out. Like, it is literally a test of your faith. That's what it is. I totally agree with you on that. And just, it's interesting, I think, to when you speak to people who are successful and you speak to them and they always say, well, I always knew that I would be successful. And I think that just encapsulates it really well it's having that belief like that you will do it and you'll achieve whatever you want to achieve yes I would love to know when it comes to moments of self-doubt because they're always there and uh, I had this moment yesterday of really ready to toss in the towel Mm. what happened there what made you feel Uh, like that you know I had thank you for asking that I I was just disappointed in the coaching industry okay I'd love to talk about that later if if you're cool with that. Of course I am. And and just noticing discrepancies in in what is, I don't want to say promise, but what is marketed and what is actually provided and how there is miscommunication and really putting on, I don't want to say putting on a show, but I, I think a lot of coaches sort of take on this personification of mm-hmm. let me show you everything wonderful that's happening and really not knowing, I guess, what's happening in the back end either. Um, and so I was, I got frustrated and, and I had this moment of, do I want to participate in this? This is, you know, these kind of experiences, individuals are, are experiencing at this point, aren't what I signed up for. And it's making it more difficult to, to be coach, to hold that integrity, I guess. Mm -hmm. And to make people realize that coaching is so valuable, but yeah, there, there's these other, it's it's also not a perfect industry and there's these holes and, and sometimes you fall into them. So that's, that's a long drawn out what happened yesterday. So I'd, so what conclusion did you come to from that? Because The reason I'm asking is because this is um, so I don't really call myself a coach. I call myself a consultant because that Mm -hmm. feels safer. And I have a lot of internal blocks that I need to remove around coaching and why I don't feel comfortable calling myself a coach. And it stems from a lot of the reasons that you just touched upon is that I feel like there's a lack of integrity in the industry and there's a lot there to unpack, but I'd love to know what conclusion you came to and whether you worked through that yourself. Mm, yeah. So I, I talked to a whole bunch of people who I hold dear. I allowed myself to feel the anger. I allowed myself to express the anger. I wrote a post that I thought was tasteful, but was also driving home the point. And actually, honestly, once I wrote that post, I was like, all right, it's out of the open. I've said what I needed to say but I talked to a few other, other women who are in my close circle. It was, it's very interesting. One of, one of them was validating all of my emotions, which was needed. And the other was challenging them like, yes. And what if this is possible? And something that she posed to me was what if, what if a coach can have these policies that don't sit well with you and also actually still be able to provide magic in the world. Can you hold that duality? Can you, can you address the, the issue while also seeing them in their highest? 
So mm-hmm. that I, I was able to, you know, typically, I think without having that pointed out to me, typically I would have not, I would have lost sleep last night thinking and, and perseverating and thinking about conversations that I wanted to have and, and just staying in the future. Um, mm-hmm. But today I was able to, to have the conversations that I needed to have in a very, in, is integritous a word? Integritous? <laughs> I'm going to make it up. Integritous. I know what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. In a very aligned state by saying, this is what I'm seeing happening that isn't sitting well with me, but also I see how amazing you are. And I just mm-hmm. want you to know that holding both of these is possible for me. And if you decide to do better, if you decide to, to stay the way you are, I love you all the same. So I guess that's where I'm, I'm at is this realization. And I think duality is a common realization and theme for me that you, you can be disappointed and still gain value from the coaching industry, from, from a specific coach, from mm. an ex, a coaching experience. It doesn't have to be, well, I don't agree with this, so I don't want to learn from you ever again. Yes. I get what you're saying. I Yeah. For me, I think it's just, I totally believe what you just said, but it's also just the general perception of the industry. Mm. That's what I struggle with. Mm. And I know that that's like a I don't really know many people that have had positive experiences. Therefore, Mm. the people I know, it's a negative perception. And that's something really hard to like stomach, (laughs) especially because now obviously we're in the mastermind together and I know a lot of really amazing people Mm -hmm. that are doing it well. But I'd say this is probably the first, one of the first times I've come across that. Mm. I love that. Thank you for sharing. That's so important. And it's, I find it interesting and there's no judgment, obviously that you you've chosen to take on the hat of consultant versus coach. And I'm I'm curious, do you, do you want to deep down, do you want to be called a coach or is consultant just feel so good for you all around? And it's not just because of other people's ill experiences. Mm, That's a good question. I don't think consultant describes it, but I just feel like there's too much negativity for me around the word coach. And this is why I know that it's like something that I need to work through myself. It's not the same for other people. Um, So yeah, but this is just a work in progress, right? And Mm -hmm. it's all about like asking why feel or think a certain thing and really getting into the nitty gritty of it and Mm -hmm. just being honest with yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, even deeper, I, I was reflecting on this today, actually, I always take myself through the, well, what is this reflecting back to me about myself? I do go through that route, but can we give ourselves, I don't want to say the decency, but that's the word that's coming to mind. The decency of saying, well, sometimes you can just be angry. <laughs> it doesn't have to be about you. Right. And, and sometimes your emotions, it doesn't have to be a self-growth opportunity. You can, you can just scream into a pillow and, and act mm-hmm. and act out of a, calling it out, I guess, yes. right. Rather than, well, how can I change this about me? Cause I think that's, that's actually something it's so tricky, right? Because it's it, looking inward is so valuable and so important for the self-growth work that we, we go through, but at the same time is a, is a very fine line to toxicity and, and gaslighting. Mm-hmm. And that's something I experienced in my first mastermind was it was continued to be put back on me. And right. now I'm, I'm you, in, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go, yeah. Could you explain that? Cause I was just, I did want to ask you what your experiences have been and whether you've had a negative one and what that looks like. Yeah. So that was a strong negative experience. I, I was in a nine month mastermind and what was promised was not delivered. It was quit your nine to five and get your first six figures. And there was no strategy. It was all energetics and energetics are completely important. That's what my whole business is about and my life's mission. But we, we also live in a three dimensional world and we need to have some sort of strategy and none of that was delivered. And, um, it, it often was, was put back on us of, okay, well, what do you actually, what do you, some, you know, all of us in it was our first time going through, through business and establishing our businesses. And we were asking for more strategy. And instead we, when we asked for it, we said we were, 
received the question back of, well, what exactly are you looking for? We don't freaking know. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing here. But you know, the the greater I am, even though there there's, I'm, I've healed from that experience and I've had a conversation with, with that coach afterwards. Right. Um, and, and I did. How, leave. how did that go? Oh, okay. So it was, it how was did that transpire. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is such a long story. So yeah, I, I would say, um, I realized uh, how the lack of integrity with this coach was affecting me and how I really wasn't getting much out of it anymore. Like I, I felt, I did feel there was a part of me that yes, was hurt. And I realized that I was what felt like brainwashed and there was a mm-hmm. lot of gaslighting. Um, but I didn't leave because of that. I left because I really did feel complete. Like I I'm not learning anymore from you. And it, it was this interesting dynamic in which I felt I was then taking the position of group leader and holding the group together, even though I was supposed to be held sort of scenario. Wow. So I, I left, I made the decision to leave, even though I signed a contract that said non-refundable and you are, you are responsible for the rest of the payment. So I left two, three months earlier. And interestingly enough, this coach was supposed to come to my house along with the other girls in my group for a mini like retreat that we were going to have that I orchestrated. Again, I held the group. <laughs> so um, it was just a couple of days before that. And I called her and I said, listen, I'm feeling complete. I I'm putting in my notice that by the end of the month, I'm done with this. I still intend to carry out my obligations of, of holding this retreat because I organized it. And it was so interesting because on that phone call, I had no emotional attachment. I didn't have any butterflies. My heart wasn't racing because I knew what I was, what I was sharing was true and true to me. And I really didn't, I really wasn't worried about how she was going to take it because Mm -hmm. I had made my decision and I was committed in my decision. And it was very interesting because again, that dynamic came up where I felt I was holding space and she did react emotionally because it wasn't what she expected. And, and, and then what ended up happening was she, she stopped the mastermind completely. She decided not to hold a bigger retreat that she was having. And she had, you know, from, from what I could see in my perspective, dissolvement, dissolving, she experienced a death of the front that she was putting up. And wow. And, and you were the catalyst to that. Well, yeah, imagine that responsibility. I mean, that's not what I wished upon her. <laughs> um, but you know, I we had an amazing conversation spring of last year. And I I watched something of her. I just had this, I think it was on Instagram and I was on the search button, and one of her things came up and I had I didn't block her, but I unfollowed her and I just needed space from her energy. And I watched it. I was called to, I, I checked myself first and I was like, am I, am I watching this out of a good, out of curiosity or am I like, how do I feel about her now? Am I still angry? Am I still charged up? And I said, no, actually I've moved past this. I actually feel her with love. And this is out of curiosity to see how she's doing. So I watched it and Believe it or interestingly enough, the video, and I don't know why it came up on Instagram, was the video promoting the mastermind that I was in from the year before. And I saw her in the genuine excitement that she was in and the intention Mm -hmm. she had originally set for the mastermind. And I saw her not out of anger or out of frustration, but I did. I saw her out of love. And I thought, this is the perfect time for me to contact her. Mm-hmm. And just let her know that the channel is open again for communication. And I did. I sent her a message and, you know, I, I, I shared just that. I said, I see you with love now. I don't see you with, with anger or frustration. And we had a beautiful conversation. She took ownership for her mistakes. And, and I, I very much appreciated her acknowledgement that her, the way she had handled things and, and how she operated the mastermind was actually at a place of wounding from mm-hmm. something her coach did to her. Wow. And we're we're all human. 
she's human. And it, it just goes to show how, how beautiful this, this work is and how needed it is because even somebody as conscious as she was, or believing she was conscious, we still have this ability to pass down wounding based on our own experiences. It's not, not that much different from parenting. Um, so, the, you know, I still see her and I still get frustrated by some of the things she says, but I remember also that I do believe to an extent that everybody has their own set of truths that, mm-hmm. and that many truths can coexist at the same time. Again, to an extent, <laughs> to an extent. <laughs> so yeah, that was a long drawn out explanation. <laughs> yeah, Thank you for no, asking. That's, that's okay. That's fascinating. So firstly, do you think she kind of took your feedback on board with the way she's running these future masterminds? Do you know? I don't know. I can't say that I know that. I, I don't even, hmm, I don't think she, to my knowledge, and I could totally be mistaken, I don't think she's held another mastermind. She's held okay. a lot of certification programs for Akashic record readings and, and things of that nature. Um, but no, I don't, to my, again, to my knowledge, I don't think she's held another mastermind. Okay. And my other question for you was from what you've just said, because my experience has been that people have sometimes like conflicting approaches right I do believe that like two exist at the same time and what I find challenging as an individual is like coming up with the middle ground and coming up with your own take on something especially when you're in containers that have very different vibes (laughs) let's just say like one could be very structured and strategic and the other one could be all about energetics and into like doing things intuitively and there's not much structure and one thing that I do find difficult is actually marrying the two Mm. because I'd say I'm a bit of both yeah Um, that's a that's that's a great question so are you asking this question as me as a coach or me as a client as a firstly as a client and then how would you what would you tell your your students or your um Mm. clients. (laughs) Yeah. So, so as a client, I am very particular about, I've, I've, I actually also was in another mastermind and, and it wasn't the right time for me. And I left that one too. So there's that question of what am I doing wrong kind of thing when it's actually not, not that. Um, Mm -hmm. But having had those experiences, one, I've learned my default from my own wounding of releasing my inner authority to others really quickly and allowing Mm -hmm. them to dictate how I not only run my business, because a lot, most of, I'm going to say most, all of my coaching has been business coaching, um, but also my life and how I've just given that up um, instead of holding that inner authority. So that's, that's one aspect. And, uh, and the second aspect is so, so I've been very, I've learned how to choose my coaches from, from a very centered grounded space. And before I invest in someone now, I ask, how does this person make me feel? Mm -hmm. I love the question of, do I want this person in my energy? Because I am a very energetic, energetically sensitive individual and and also how how does feeling into this person's space make me feel now if i feel like they're going to rescue me and i'm doing it out of that or i'm doing it as a hail mary then that is not the appropriate coach for me it's not the appropriate time it's not it's not aligned whereas if it feels like a vacation for myself then that is appropriate. If I'm looking forward to it, if I feel, if I feel honest, there's, I I don't think I realize what this meant, but if I felt supported, if I felt held, I have that ability to feel into the future and, and ask myself these questions and I trust everybody else does, but it just may not be as familiar to them. So that's, that's how I approach it as the, as the client now. Um, and even if things don't feel, even if they feel like a little bit off, I won't, I won't do it anymore. As the coach, I am very transparent about what to expect. And I 
I, as a coach, I'm more flowy. I don't really teach strategy. I will teach my experience. And I'll say that I'll say, listen, you're looking for business coaching. I can teach you how to do niche. I can teach you how to do branding to the best of my experience. I am not a professional in that. What I will teach you is knowing who you are and trusting yourself by doing X, Y, and Z. And this is what you can expect. And I get down to the nitty gritty. Like, this is what you can expect. These are my boundaries. I'm, I'm here for you and your, your highest. And, and I can't tell you what your results are going to look like. Cause they're only going to be yours. Mm-hmm. Here's what my that. other, you know, here's what my other clients have experienced, but you are going to have an experience of your own. And it's really trusting that this experience is, is, um, not only guided by you as my client, but also really the healing that needs to happen at this point in time. So that's usually mm-hmm. how, how I explain it. So I'm trying to, I try to get as crystal clear as I can while also being able to set the expectation of we're going on this ride together. And I don't, I don't know what it's going to look like. I don't know what the destination is going to be, but I'm going to make you fall in love with the journey. Mm-hmm. So Ooh. Yeah. Love it. I love it. <laughs> I hope your listeners are listening to that. That was great. Thank you for that. <laughs> I'm curious to know how you're navigating the same as, as a consultant, but also as a client and how you have it. Have you had, I guess, backing up further, have you had experiences with coaches that have been less than your expectations or icky feeling? I wouldn't say I've I haven't had experiences with them directly um the icky feeling ones but I do see a lot of it online and I think it just repels so no I I haven't had any bad experiences but I think just seeing what goes on in general is a bad enough experience um what I I mean I haven't had bad experiences but I know of people that have had them and I just think it happens far too often. Um, but for me personally, no, I think I'm just really careful. Um, and it's exactly as you said, like if there's a bit of ickiness or you just feel repelled in any way, then that's like a sign that mm-hmm. they're not the right person for you. Um, and equally someone that makes you feel like you're doing something wrong and someone that doesn't let you be you, that's mm-hmm. definitely another sign. Like if someone's telling you, this is the only way it can be done. This is what you should be doing. Mm. And when that doesn't feel good for you, that's not a good coach. Um, so, yeah. I love that. And what are, what are your conversations like when you're on your discovery calls with, with potential clients? <laughs> See, I'm, I'm very strategic and I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm just, I, I don't want to say the opposite to you because uh, I think I'm in the middle, you know, there's the really analytical um consultants and then there's people that are just very intuitive and I'd say I'm in the middle um but one thing that I have kind of learned from our uh, time together in the mastermind is just to hold people high and that's something I definitely didn't do before um and I think that's the hard thing about coaching people through things is that you do have to hold them in their highest and previously I was very uh, realistic which is not what you want you don't want to be putting someone down and being a Debbie Downer you want to be super optimistic and that's how you kind of like pull people up um so it's always I think it's all a journey and I think we get better at it as well as we work with more people um but yeah yeah there's certainly something to be said about holding holding people to their highest because it's not easy Mm -hmm. It kind of takes the responsibility off of us by not holding them in their highest, but it also takes the responsibility off of them Mm -hmm. as well. And you wouldn't take them on as a client if you didn't think that they could get the results that they want tenfold, but you know, it's on their own timeline and their own, they are their own sovereign soul and individual, and they're here for their own life lessons. And even though it's difficult to relinquish that control of of holding, not holding them in their highest. And I, I could be using completely wrong wording here. Once you do it and try it, it it feels so much better. And it's crazy too. You don't have to stay 
by the way, I'm holding you in your highest. So the responsibility (laughs) is yours. You just do it. And, and honestly, they, they step right in. Mm -hmm. It's, it's so amazing to witness every single time. Uh, Sounds a lot like parenting, what I imagine parenting (laughs) would be like. (laughs) Yes. Right. Thank you for that reminder. Cause I'm trying to get (laughs) Ezzy to crawl and also like, let him do it on his own time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's a lot like, like parenting and trusting that taking it from a spirit, my own spiritual perspective, trusting that they are living out their life the way they sign their soul contract to, and you get to be part of the journey. How you'll impact them has already been written. Fate, if you will. Um, But the responsibility also is not on you either. Mm -hmm. To again, to an extent, I feel like the coaching industry is such a great area that we really can't relinquish complete responsibility for somebody else's experience because it can, it can be traumatic, just like we just, we just discussed. So, yeah. Yeah. It's tricky. I have this beautiful question for you. Knowing the experiences of, of others and knowing who you are, what you're here to do in this lifetime how are you utilizing all of that and condensing it down into how you operate your business? Yeah, that's a really good question. <laughs> so I guess I guess I'm here to I don't like using the word motivate. I really don't <laughs> like that word, but to to get people to be the best that they can be. And that can happen in many ways. Um, I'm more of like as I say, a strategy person, but I truly believe in the power of content for business. And that's something that's really helped me. And that's like really helped me to grow and to actually reach more people. It's like the vehicle that has allowed me to be heard and create change. And that's why I'm passionate about helping people use content to share their gifts with the world, to actually be seen, to be visible. Because for me, I always wanted to reach more people and I had big aspirations but I didn't know how to do that Mm. you know I knew I wanted to have a business and to make an impact but like how (laughs) and I just stumbled stumbled across social media and it was actually something that I really didn't enjoy at first and I actually don't like using this word but hated um but now I realize that actually this is a way that I can reach more people and have a wider positive impact um so I'd say that's really my driver <laughs> to just help people use content in a better way to be seen and be visible. I love that. I'm curious to know, I feel like this is the, for, for the heart centered entrepreneurs of the world, it is a love hate relationship with social media. And it's feels like it's a vehicle that we need to use in order to have our impact. Like you said, mm-hmm. But it's so easy to get stuck in the spiral of it and for the toxicity, because there is toxicity within it, for it to make an impact and actually deter us from our impact. What was what was the shift that brought you to changing your relationship with social media and, and how how you've actually turned it around to actually to actually be the thing that you're doing to create your impact. Mm, that's a wonderful question. So I think it was the realization that it sounds very fundamental, but thing is what you make it, right? So I was making social media to be a negative thing because I was only seeing it being used. I don't want to say in negative ways, but ways that, that didn't resonate with me, like, you know, influencers and people like that. Mm-hmm. There was no depth to that. Um, and I just wasn't really inspired by that. And then I actually started using it to follow people that I was really inspired by. Um, for example, Sarah Blakely. I feel like we do we both follow her. I don't think I follow her, but that's the yeah. second time her name has come, come, come up. So. She is an absolute idol. If you want to experience a bit of her I suggest listening to um her interview on how I built this by Guy Raz okay beautiful she's she's the first interviewee on on that show and she's just someone I really look up to um a big kind of influence of mine and 
she got Instagram when I started following her and she was just doing all this content that I resonated with and I was like actually I choose who I tune into on this platform Mm -hmm. it can be like a positive space I just have to make it so um so I think I just really started being intentional with the kind of content I consume and you just create your own space so that it's a positive thing and I do think you just have to have those boundaries with social media like you know if someone's making you not feel good then unfollow them Mm -hmm. if something's not nourishing you then just you know don't look at it um so I think it's just a case of creating your environment and making it nourishing for you online and then making it a positive space versus there's so much on there that is negative and it's just Mm. not consuming that for me that's what's really changed it um and now it's a really positive place for me like Mm. honestly I go there for my inspiration and connect with so many people and it's how I built have built my network as well um Mm. I can't imagine where I would be without the connections I've made online as weird as weird as it is no that's perfect because I think I you know we're kind we I don't want to say we kind of we are moving into an age where distance mean physical geographic distance really isn't a thing anymore we have this ability especially since COVID we have this ability to tune into those who inspire us in an instant I mean even even to the point of you know certain authors let's say you can message if they have that boundary, you know, if they don't have a boundary around that. And I I experienced, I read a book recently and I was so in love with it and it activated so much of my own innate wisdom and potential. And I posted it on social media and the author got back to me and she said, thank you so much. I was like, I was starstruck. Wait, who was it? Who was it? It was Mama Gina. It was the book uh, Pussy a Reclamation. Ah, oh, okay. And Amazing. and now I feel like I know her, even though I don't. But um, <laughs> we tell you the exact the exact same thing happened to me. Oh, really? With Mama Gina yeah. too? <laughs> no, no. A different different author, um, Jamie Kern Lima. She wrote. Um, she founded It Cosmetics, and. She, I did the exact same thing. I tagged her and she just liked it. And then my partner was like, you should message her. You should message her. And I was like, no, she's not going to reply. She didn't reply, but at least I tried. Yeah. And we had that we had that connection for a second when she liked it. Exactly. And, you know, do you remember, um, I don't know if you know the band LFO from the nineties. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I, I need to do this again, but I was making nineties parody reels for Ezzy. And I love those. You need to continue. <laughs> I know I do. I need like somebody's help to do it now because he requires multiple hands, but, um, <laughs> but I had posted one, it was summer girls by LFO and I tagged them and they liked that. Love that. So it just makes you, you know, it's, it's exciting. So, so yes, I'm with you. It can totally be, be a positive, positive space. How, I guess, how did you start making it a positive space? And then how did that making, curating your positive environment within social media, how did that lead you to teaching others how to do the same? Mm. Yeah. So firstly, I'd just like to say that it's this whole positive environment. It's, and I don't want to say positive because it's not always positive. It's just people that you resonate with. Right. Um, But it's fluid. So there'll be times seasons in your life when someone you really connect with someone and you love consuming their content and it feels great and you're learning and you're growing from that and then one day you just look at it and think ew (laughs) why was I ever inspired by this (laughs) this just isn't landing and that's okay because that's what's so great about it is there's going to be different people online that support you at different parts of your journey and you can tune in and out of that so I just say like this, it's a fluid space and there's people that used to inspire me that I just don't follow anymore because I've outgrown them Um, and it just changes. So yeah, just it's okay to unfollow people. If you're feeling like someone isn't inspiring you anymore, that's okay. Um, I love that permission, not just as a follower, 
but as a leader to, to know Mm. that it's totally normal for your audience to shift and be fluid. I love setting that intention of the fluidity rather than I think so many of us, especially, especially as women, we feel like we have to hold loyalty. Um, and so I want to thank you and, and just reiterate what you just said and how freeing and empowering it is to set that intention going into social media. So thank Mm -hmm. you for that. That's so powerful. No worries. And just like a, what I actually used to do that was really, really bad was when I would do a piece of content or post something, I realized that I would have this very bad habit of going back to my followers and like waiting for them to go down almost as a reinforcement of look I know terrible right and I didn't realize I was doing this Uh, well I did it for quite a while and I realized I'm looking for signs that this you know that people are going to drop which is just terrible so I stopped that and then I just trusted that there were going to be more people coming in and that's exactly what's happened is that now I've let go of that and let go of trying to please everyone people do drop off but so many more come in Mm -hmm. so you've really just got to trust that the right people are going to come to you and you will get haters there are people Mm -hmm. that have nothing better to do than leave horrible comments and criticize people that are doing more than them um but you've got to remember that this is your online space and if there are people like that and they're bound to be the more visible you get then you can just get rid of them yeah i'm like, curious i'm curious to know mm-hmm. for for those who are experiencing negative comments and this is something i'm grateful i haven't experienced but yet i want to experience because that means i'm being more edgy and, and yeah. speaking my truth more um so it's like do i want it or don't i want it um it's kind of like you get the really fancy sports car but then you have the car insurance that goes up at the same time right i'm curious to know is it okay to delete a comment how how would i, I feel Hell like yeah. would i or does that show that i'm filtering and i'm creating a, a false experience i'm i'm so curious to know like what how is it okay i think that's a really good question i mean it can be both right all i know is that oprah has like a whole team that like scours the internet for negativity and gets rid of it for her it. Um, okay cool yeah and i do think a lot of like well-known people I think have that because the bigger your audience gets it just attracts more negativity and hate um whether it's right or wrong to delete those comments I personally don't think it's wrong um but you know that's your decision Mm -hmm. I love that I guess getting back to my first question because I didn't let you answer it and I apologize. I have so many questions. So (laughs) what, what was that turning point for you of realizing, okay, I can create my own experience here to, to an extent. And now I want to do the same for others, or I want to help others understand this so that they can use social media as a platform to create their impact too. I don't think there was really one turning point I think I just the effects were kind of cumulative where I started like I I basically invest in property which is kind of my first career or job (laughs) and I didn't know anyone in that industry at all and it's an industry that's built on connections and who you know Um, and I connected with everyone and built my network all online and through social media so all of the people that I know in real estate investing and property are all people that I've mostly met online and when I realized the power of that you know there's a lot of people that don't have the same circle or network as more privileged people but they still have social media at their disposal right and they still have a tool that they can use to actually build that network um so that was just really powerful for me. It was like, wow, I've actually created this just from the content I'm posting and just sharing my journey. That was one big thing. Um, and then also like the creative outlet of me just sharing things. Um, and, you know, I, I do mainly post about business, even though it's quite broad because it's all intertwined. But I post about things I'm interested in. 
um and I just started loving it and I realized the power of whatever you post that's going to attract certain people to you and repel others and again the connections I was making was all you know people that were interested in business and that were really entrepreneurial and that's the kind of people I love being with so there were just lots of things that happened um that made me realize wow okay this actually can be a tool for business and I think it's I think it's the best tool um because you can be yourself with your audience um and you know I used to work in a corporate environment and I always felt like I was hiding my personality and policing myself whereas online you can just like swear and you know Mm -hmm. eat ice cream and chat crap and your followers love it because that's (laughs) just you yeah I I think that comes back down to, you know, going full circle of our conversation earlier about the coaching industry is, is people crave authenticity. And it's so important as a coach, as a consultant, to constantly come from a place of authenticity and integrity prior to posting. And I I do check myself, is this, what, what is my intention? before this post or before this story. And if it's not in integrity, if it's coming from, I want more followers, or um, I hope that I get a client out of this, then I don't do it. I always make sure it's a, it's a channeled, what I call a channeled message. Um, So I don't know why that had to come out, but that had to come out. Um, I love that. Well, that's, I think that's you using social media in a way that feels good. And that's so important. Mm. Um, so just tapping into that and it will be different for everyone, but it's just like what feels nourishing and good for you. Do that. Do that. I, I really appreciate the way that you're utilizing and teaching social media from a healing journey perspective. I think that's different than any other social media consultant or strategist that I, I know it's usually, you know, use these hashtags, change them out every 30 days. Make sure one's within 1 million followers. I'm just making stuff up at this point, but I know there's rules to the algorithm and make sure, and it's so many rules, right? It, it, make sure that you interact with five other profiles that are similar to yours before you post. And I'm like, as a mother, I cannot <laughs> fucking do that. <laughs> like there's so many, so many rules and it's so wonderful and such a great permission to hear no, actually, it's just your energy and you you get what you make of it. Yeah. And I mean, obviously, there is all of that stuff, like what hashtags to use and, and when to post and all that. But that's secondary, right, to good content. And that good content's only going to come from you. Mm-hmm. It needs to be you. Um, and there's all this, there's so much strategy that can be applied and frameworks. And yes, they might make your content reach more people and make it better in a way but what's going to make it amazing is if it comes from you um so yeah but that's yeah it's definitely something I'm fascinated by as well like what kind of content do people resonate with and how can you you know create content that's going to trend because you want to reach more people but also stuff that's like getting your point across and getting your personality across um there's, yeah, there's so much that goes into it. And, and, you know, it goes back to our conversation of when you first start your business, at least from my, my perspective. And I feel like I might be speaking on many, many, many other behalf, many others behalf, uh, but you don't expect to like have to know the algorithms or anything like that. I just have to have a website and do what I do. Like that's, all you think of when you first go in and it's, it's so much more than that. And I'm not deterring anybody from, from entering in their own business and creating their own stream of income. Um, I think there's, there's a lot of opportunity for growth in seeing actually what, what it comes down to is seeing what you're actually capable of and learning things that maybe aren't your zone of genius and seeing that you can do it even even though it's not your favorite in order to i think it really just drives home how important your mission is to you yes. and the links that you're willing to go to to have your i keep saying it have your impact yeah and 
on the flip side, I would also say though, if um, I think this is another coaching industry thing that really bugs me is that when people say, you have to do it this way, this is you have to be on Instagram. This is mm. one thing I really don't like. You don't have to be on Instagram. Like you don't have to. You could create a, an amazing business and not have an Instagram account. Mm. There's a million different ways that you can run your business and create it. So yeah, just don't just do what feels good for you. And if you wanna, if you want the challenge of like pushing yourself and doing something new, that's great. But also don't feel like you have to do it a certain way. There's like a million different business models and different ways you could have your own business. So if there's any listeners out there feeling they have to do Instagram or they have to do social media, you don't have to. <laughs> what What's your take on the idea? Because you, yes, I've, I've, I have heard all of those things. What's mm. your take on focus on one either focus on Instagram or focus on getting onto podcasts or focus on building your Facebook community. What's your take on, on that? My take is a hundred percent agree with that because <laughs> it's exhausting trying to do all of that. I, this is where I do think strategy comes in and you have to be strategic. And for the average solopreneur who is one person and has lots of other things going on in their life, being on multiple platforms is exhausting doing them properly right you can you can of course be on multiple platforms like here and there Mm -hmm. but you're not going to get the maximum results so when I work with clients I always try and remove the overwhelm and I'm like look Mm -hmm. we're focusing on one thing we're going to make it work and Mm -hmm. then when you have when that's working for you and you have the capacity maybe you can hire a team member you've really nailed that one platform and it's going well then you can think about being on another one um this is where I think strategy does come in a little bit like you just make it easier for yourself um unless you're Gary V who has like an army of 30 people that do his social media and everyone says oh but Gary V does it it's like he has a whole company doing his content oh my goodness this what has think been of him? so amazing. I, I don't know who he is. Okay, good. Let's Maybe I'm grateful. That way. Yeah, I'll, okay, I won't look into it. Yeah, no. Sarah Blakely. So um, <laughs> I if if you could tell, if something that we have, we've covered a lot already, but if you could wave a magic wand for all of my listeners and share one piece of information that you want them to know about either social media in general or life in general, what would it be? Oh, it's putting me on the spot. I know I did it on purpose because <laughs> <laughs> that's usually the best, best stuff. Is okay. About it. Okay. This is again, this is going to be, this is one of those statements I heard that I was like, that's so cliche, but I'm really experiencing the truth of this. And that is progress over perfection like (sighs) striving for perfection is really gonna kill your vibe and it's just gonna slow you down and make you overthink everything always aim for progress over perfection especially as a woman don't don't have to be perfect just go for it um that would be my one thing 100 percent. i love that that was a message for me too and I, I mentioned it earlier, um, but I heard, and, and you know this about me, I'm profoundly connected to spirit, but I heard in my sleep the other night, make them fall in love with the journey and not the destination. Mm-hmm. And I, I felt that not just in a way to connect with my audience, but also in a way to change the industry too, because so much of coaching, the coaching industry is destination focused. And entrepreneurship as well. A hundred percent. So speaking of magic wands, I'm curious to know what your unique magic is in this world, in your business, with your clients, with you and those in your circle. I think seeing the best in people and seeing what makes people unique, even if they can't see it themselves. Um, 
that's why I just love working with people and working with my clients, especially on branding, because I always like love just seeing them from the outside and seeing like what makes them them and how that can be then put into a story or like a compelling piece of content and just drawing that out. Um, I think that's my superpower, yeah. Mm. Oh, okay. So I, I'm going to be selfish here for a second. What advice would you give to a new mom who's juggling everything, <clears throat> me, and um, making it easier for herself on social media and setting herself up to win? Just asking for a friend. <laughs> um, what's, what's your ultimate goal, Jelly? Uh, I want to reach, I don't want to say as many people as I can. I want to reach the right people. I want to reach my people. Mm-hmm. in the shortest amount of time possible so that they can make their impact sooner. And do you think those people are in your audience already? Part of me says no. No. Okay. So, I mean, <laughs> it would it would involve reaching new audiences. Mm-hmm. And I think just having, so this is where the advice is a bit conflicting, right? you'd want another platform that drives traffic to your Instagram to get the right people. And you're doing that very thing right now. Mm. You know, the two ways you could do that are, well, there's lots of ways, but mainly podcasts or YouTube because they're more search friendly. Um, So yeah, just doing something that's going to drive traffic to your Instagram and then with your content, nurturing those people and getting people to say yes <laughs> I'm ready pick me um there's no you know I think you're doing a great job but I think maybe all those structured things we spoke about that are a bit boring like the hashtags and all of that mm-hmm. I think that can help because then it makes your efforts just more targeted and it makes them work more so maybe just like making sure that you're up to speed on that so that the content you are creating which I love, by the way, um, just reaches more people and reaches the right people. Um, Yeah, and just not focusing, really focusing. Um, But you do so much already. (laughs) I'm just in awe of you. So, yeah, keep doing that. Thank you. Thank you. What... It's, so I, this is the first time I've kind of gotten laser coaching on on a podcast before. So this is fun. <laughs> um, thank you for that. If if people are, my listeners are hearing you and think, oh God, I really need Ina's help. I, I love the way she's seeing social media. I want to see social media the way she does. And I'm an entrepreneur who could really use her medicine. How can they get in touch with you? What offers are you currently, I guess, what's going on in biz that they can plug into you? Yeah, of course. So um, first port of call is always my free content. I always try and provide as much value as I can because that's exactly how I started my business. And I will always do value add free content just because I think it's such a great resource. Um so you can find me on Instagram, um, Ina Bakalova, where I do a lot of that and also on YouTube. And then if you are feeling like you need deeper support, then my program is called the Content Accelerator, um, where we really, you know, get your brand going with content and get you reaching more people um, using content in a way that feels good for you and actually increases your impact and your income. So there's lots of different levels to plug into, but first port of call is just to find me on Instagram and consume all of the free goodies. Beautiful. And I'll have that link in, in the podcast notes at the show summary. So that's perfect. They'll know where to find you. And I'm spelling my name. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and one last question. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram, definitely. <laughs> obviously obviously if you didn't hint it enough oh Ina (laughs) it's been this is okay so I say this every episode but this has been a really (laughs) amazing just time time with you and a wonderful way to spend my time 
I didn't share this with you, but it's my birthday today that we're recording this. Oh my gosh, I knew. I'm a terrible person. I actually knew. No, you didn't. And I I did, because I said to myself, you have to say happy birthday to Jelly when you get on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Happy birthday. Well, thank you. I, I wasn't saying it to get a happy birthday. I was saying it because this has been such a fun way to spend my birthday. And I appreciate the medicine you shared. I appreciate your willingness to go deep and share our experiences because it's these conversations that are really going to alchemize our our healing and our path towards just a brighter planet. So thank you for being here, for being you. And uh, I just love you so much. I've, I've appreciated this time, even just getting to know you on a different level. Oh, me too. And thank you for creating this podcast, Jelly. I think it's much needed. So thanks. 